Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour, (laughs) and Merry Christmas. Today is Christmas, and this is our Christmas show, and I'm so happy to share it with you. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful for A Course in Miracles, that gift of assisting us to remember the Christ, remember the truth, remember our natural, true nature. This is the gift of A Course in Miracles when, of course, we practice it, when we live the lessons, when we live A Course in Miracles, then all heaven breaks out in our heart, in our mind, in our family, in our relationships, in everything. And we're grateful that we we have a roadmap to get there. So let's begin with a prayer. Course in Miracles tells us prayer is the medium of miracles. It's why prayer is something that we work a lot with in my classes. Uh, in particular, my year-long Masterful Living class. We, I often hear people tell me so much how grateful they are that they really started to pray and learned how to pray in an effective way Course of Miracles way and let's pray right now <laughs> let's pray the pain away so we're grateful and thankful to join together I place my hand on my heart so grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, so grateful and thankful to join together in the very nature of love, our true perfection, our wholeness. This is what we're calling into our awareness. We're willing to forget all that we have made. We are willing to forget the belief in wrong, in mistakes, in pain and suffering, all the root causes of suffering. We give them to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing. We're grateful and thankful to join together here and now to remember the truth that sets us free. We are grateful to call forth a healing and a holiness in all of our relationships, in all of our relating, including our self-relating. We are grateful and thankful to accept a miraculous life. In gratitude, we are choosing a life of being truly helpful, truly awake, truly loving. In gratitude, we accept that the Christ is pre-installed. The Christ is within. We are grateful. We are thankful to join together for this holy purpose. And we share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Ah. So I feel the Holy Spirit guided us to this topic today, the holy instant and special relationship. Uh, This time of year is when many people are having uh, relationship connections, uh, some that are amazing and wonderful and miraculous and some that are difficult and challenging. And so the invitation to us today is to recognize not just the Christ within our brothers and sisters, but also in ourselves, that the message of A Course in Miracles is that the Son of God, which is what humanity is, is the Christ, that we are the Christ. Yes. And let's talk about the holy instant for a minute. I've done at least one broadcast on the holy instant So you can always find that in the archive. And by the way, 
um, because we have so many episodes now, uh, iTunes divides the archive. So if you're using iTunes for your podcast, it's in two sections. So there's the um, A Course in Miracles archive, that's the oldest shows, and then the newest shows are in the podcast called A Course in Miracles. So we've got, I think this is 370-something and 76 episodes. So uh, 76 episodes are in that archive of the podcast. All of the episodes are searchable at livingacourseofmiracles.com where we have the, the transcripts, we have the recordings. Um, but I do think most people find it easier to work in the podcast. And if you don't know anything about podcasts, but you'd like to learn about it, we can help you get the podcast going on your device. It just it makes it so easy to have all the episodes there. And uh, you can just write to us at admin at jenniferhadley.com and uh, we'll set you up with someone who can help you, no charge. Uh, that's We're doing all of this to support ourselves and each other in living A Course of Miracles, and it's our pleasure to be truly helpful. So, Chapter 15, The Holy Instant. That's the whole chapter there. And um, so, what is that holy instant, if you're not clear about it? Uh, the holy instant is that moment that you realize the truth. And it's about seeing yourself and your brother not as separate. So it's similar to the atonement. Uh, so the atonement is when we recognize we're not separate. And separation never occurred, it never happened, it's no such thing. And the holy instant is every moment, every moment we have the opportunity to accept the atonement for ourselves. And this holy instant is the opportunity and the choice to fully love. In chapter 15, section 4, it says, You can claim the holy instant any time, anywhere you want. So when we recognize our perfection, that we're already as holy as holy can be, as I like to say, in that recognition is the holy instant. The perfect communication with God. So when we drop all the opinions, the judgments, the complaints, everything that pushes God out of our awareness, that's the holy instant. So A Course in Miracles encourages us to practice the holy instant. And our special relationships give us a great opportunity to do that. Our relationships are our opportunity to heal our mind. Of course, Miracles tells us that those relationships that we have are the greatest tool, the very greatest tool that we have in healing our mind and letting go of all false beliefs. And this is why Buddha also taught that those who are living in families, they call them householders in the Buddhist tradition. People are having families, people are living in the world, people who are not monks, not nuns, uh, not priests, but people living in the world, having real world experiences, and I say that realizing that A Course in Miracles doesn't call this the real world, but rather than the monastery or the convent, that kind of a different world in a sense. That those of us who are living in this human experience of relationships and families and work and all of that, 
that we have the greatest opportunity to work with our mind day in and day out, moment by moment. So we can practice that holy instant everywhere we go in every conversation. It's the, the main thing I find is what is it that you desire? What is it that you'd like? What is it that you are going to choose? Will you choose the past or will you choose life, love, holiness? We can always choose how we're going to see ourselves and our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We always can make that choice. And if we make an unloving choice, we're going to feel that discord, that disharmony. And then we can choose again, take a breath and choose again. So this is practicing the holy instant. And that's where the healing happens. So one of the things I discovered in my experience of A Course in Miracles is, see, I came to A Course in Miracles when I was just finishing my Science of Mind ministerial studies, which was a nine-year Um, odyssey (laughs) and to be first a prayer practitioner and then a minister in the agape community and so I started studying A Course in Miracles you could say or exploring A Course in Miracles in my senior year of ministerial school Uh, and I as I got into meeting other course students, I started to realize, oh, a lot of people are studying this book, but they're not really living it that deeply. I was just talking with someone recently, finishing up the uh, year in Masterful Living, said that they had studied the course very much so for 10, 12 years, but had never applied it, really fully, was not experiencing the miracles. And I've just talked with so many people who have that experience. So as we're beginning to go into the new year, of course you don't need to work with me in order to transform your experience of living A Course in Miracles. But gosh, if you'd like to, we'd love to have you come and join Masterful Living with us. And it's so powerful when we do practice the holy instant. When we practice it, you see, transformation really is 99% practice and 1% study. It's just a tiny fraction of study. And 99% of the time, it's all about how we live it. Are we really being truly helpful? Are we giving to get? Are we making people wrong so they feel guilty and ashamed? Ah, yes. <laughs> Just letting that sit in. Uh, I had the experience just yesterday where I bought this really lovely sheep's milk cheese, uh, which has um, just a a wonderful flavor. And um, I found out my brother used it, used half of it on chili, this really spicy chili. And I'm like, and I just thought, what are you doing? You can't even taste that cheese on that chili. And um, I can tell you why I was bothered. I was bothered because it felt like a waste. I was bothered because there's nowhere even remotely near here in Maine where I could go get that cheese. I'd have to drive a couple hours to get more of that cheese. (laughs) And so I thought, ah, why didn't you ask me? We have all these other cheeses. Why would you pick that sheep's milk cheese that I bought special for your three-alarm chili? 
But I didn't think all that, really. I just, ah! And I could see where my comment was literally designed to make him feel bad, make him feel guilty, which um, most people would be like, well, yeah, yeah, he did the wrong thing. He did a bad thing. Why, why didn't he ask me if I could, if he could eat that cheese? He knows that I bought that cheese special. Why is he just putting it on his chili without even asking? Is that, you know, when there's all these other cheeses <laughs> that he bought, <laughs> that he knows about? Why is he doing that? Um, but there's no gain for me in making him wrong, bad, or guilty. It's not, first of all, it's not going to get the cheese back, but even if it could get back 10 times the amount of the cheese or a lifetime supply of unlimited amount of that sheep's milk cheese, it wouldn't be worth it. Except to the ego. Except to the ego. But that's how we are. We, we destroy the opportunity for the holy instant, the holy relationship, by making people wrong. It's such a it's such a delicate walk between saying like do over, here's my do over to say to my bro, Oh, how was the cheese? Is it good? Oh great. I haven't tasted it yet, but I love that cheese. Yeah, it's just special sheep's milk cheese that I really enjoy. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's only so much of it, so I, maybe you could save the rest and I could have that because I don't like these other cheeses and I can't get any more. And, but see, even that, I start thinking about it and I think, hmm, he's going to feel guilty. He shouldn't have had it. You see? So then we have to think about it some more. And then we finally say, okay, Holy Spirit, I must have made a wrong decision, right? The prayer at the end of chapter 5. I must have made a wrong decision because I am not at peace. I'd like to make a right decision. So I'm going to give it all to you. And I'm going to ask you to undo all the consequences of my wrong decision. And when I say take all, undo all the consequences of my wrong decision... What, what would be the consequences of my snapping at my brother about the cheese? My reacting? Just listening, you know, so we can all listen. So undoing the consequences would be any sense of guilt, any sense of shame... And to me, there's also, I missed an opportunity to be loving. And instead, I was unloving. So undoing the consequences, to me, is also giving me back a loving opportunity. To increase the love in our relationship. The patience, the kindness, the generosity. What's wonderful is to live in a family, in a workplace, in a community where every day we all make errors. Nobody makes more errors than me. That's what I find. <laughs> I make a lot of errors, and that's life. I misperceive things. I forget things. I am too busy. I can't pay attention to everything Sometimes I get overwhelmed by so many details. By the way, when you're running an online ministry like this, there are so many details. Every web page has details. Every piece of artwork has details. Every recording has details. Every transcript has details. Every class has details. Every participant has details. This one, their browser's not working properly. This one, their 
password they can't remember, on and on and on and on. It's a freakish amount of details. And when I started it, I had no clue about that. So I just plunged in. I just said, oh, how hard can it be? OMG, I did not know. But thank God I didn't know, because if I had known how hard, just like how complex, how just tremendously intense the all the details are I would not have done it I for sure would not have done it and I'm so grateful that I had no awareness I was ignorant I was naive and I'm so grateful for that <laughs> because I got too far in I got too far in uh, and so I just kept going, like, oh, I can't go back now. <laughs> I can't quit now. I'm not a quitter. So, but there were times when I just thought, oh, oof, this is intense. And it's just intense because it's so, so, so many details. So many details. Mm-hmm. So, listening to the birds. So, hmm, the holy instant. The holy instant is the Holy Spirit's most useful learning device for teaching you love's meaning. The holy instant is the Holy Spirit's most useful learning device for teaching you love's meaning. This is chapter 15, section 5, which is entitled The Holy Instant and Special Relationship. For its purpose is to suspend judgment entirely. That's the purpose of the Holy Instant, is to have our mind be free of every opinion or judgment, every block to love we've ever held. Judgment always rests on the past, for past experience is the basis on which you judge. So think about that for a second, right? Imagine this, or consider this, you don't need to imagine it, but just consider. You're five years old, you're in a store with your parents, and they see someone who's wearing... Uh, let's say, the normal wear of a person from an African country, an Indian country, or an American country, or some country that's not yours. And your parents, let's say, they had a reaction to that, like, oh my gosh, look at her, she looks like a goddess in that sorry oh my gosh what a spectacular outfit that woman must be amazing wow look how she's dressed it's magical looking in that sari and the headscarf and and the uh, the dot at her third eye and oh my what a what an amazing thing to see a beautiful woman like that right then maybe 20 years later, you realize you have this, just this deep desire to go to India. And you don't even know why. And you've always been interested in Indian things and Indian food and going to Indian restaurants and cultivating Indian friends and all because of that first experience. course it could be not a positive experience it could be a negative experience where you just casually do something and somebody says don't be an idiot what are you doing don't do that and we take these things on especially when we're children it's just one of the ways that our relationships become so special And so that they're not based in spirit connection. 
they're based on the judgments, the memories, like it's saying right here. And that's why A Course in Miracles offers us so much healing opportunity when we practice it, when we really live it. Oh, and uh, before I forget, save the dates. We're getting ready to announce a healing retreat that I'm doing with dear friends Lisa Natoli, John Mundy, Corinne Zepko. Healing, forgiveness, miracles, and kundalini yoga. And it's going to be a five-day immersive retreat so that we can really go deep with it and have a lot, a lot of fun. And we're going to do March 20th to the 24th. And it's in upstate New York. And it's going to be powerful and beautiful. Details to come. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. (sighs) Talking about holy instant and special relationship. And the healing that we can have when we focus in on the opportunity that we have in each and every moment, to practice the holy instant. That's really living A Course in Miracles to me. So the holy instant is the Holy Spirit's most useful learning device for teaching you what love's meaning is. For its purpose is to suspend judgment entirely. Judgment always rests on the past, for past experience is the basis on which you judge. Judgment becomes impossible without the past, for without it you do not understand anything. Judgment becomes impossible without the past. So when we live in the holy instant, when we live in the present moment, judgment is impossible. So we're looking at everything in the present moment through the lens of the past when we're in judgment, when we're complaining, when we're criticizing, when we're attacking. We're not actually present in the moment. Now, I know that we hear this all the time, but here's what's so important to comprehend. Healing can only take place in the present moment. And that's precisely why the Holy Spirit can undo all the consequences of our wrong decision. So let's say we made a decision in the past that we're not worthy of love, that there's something wrong with us. And that has led us to some kind of physical distortion, emotional distortion, mental distortion. I work with so many people who really quickly heal chronic depression, chronic pain, and things like that. It's one of the reasons why I asked Lisa and John and Corinne if they would come and do this healing retreat with me in the spring. And it's because we can do so much healing in the holy instant, in the moment. We can really partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, we really can drop our attachments to the meaning we made of things in the past. And this is precisely why I have my Finding Freedom Boot Camp class to jumpstart things. Next one will be offered in March. And right now in, uh, it's... Christmas Day, (laughs) and uh, we're coming to the end of the early bird special for Masterful Living. And Masterful Living, we have a bonus class on January 1st, which is so fun, and anyone can take that, but it's a bonus class for the Masterful Living folks. 
we kick off the new year, and then our weekly classes begin on January 14th. And there are many different components to Masterful Living. So we have uh, small circles, we call them mastery circles, and we have study buddies, and we have, uh, there's, I've designed or Spirit's given me these designs of these counseling sessions that our, um, our spiritual counselors do with people one-on-one. We have group orientation. We have all these different components to uh, Masterful Living. People can do as little or as much as they like. It's all optional. We have prayer partners. So the people really learn the tools of transformation and have the encouragement and the support to really do the work. Because we all know that this is the challenge for us. It's not actually doing the work. It's not what our commitment to living in the holy instant. It needs support for most of us. Certainly for me. Judgment becomes impossible without the past. For without the past, you do not understand anything. You would make no attempt to judge because it would be quite apparent to you that you do not understand what anything means. So if we were standing in that holy instant without any of our judgments, we wouldn't know what anything means. This is where A Course in Miracles begins. I do not know what anything is for. I don't know what it means. Because I've given everything all the meaning that it has for me, so I don't know what it really means, but I can. I can stand in the holy instant and discover it and remember it. And my special relationships and the pain and the suffering that those relationships are always is the inspiration to move into the holy relationship and live in the holy instant. Now, for most of us, it seems absolutely impossible. Just impossible. It's like a fantasy on television that is not going to happen for us. But the truth is, the reason why we think it's not going to happen for us is because we don't make the commitment. So that's why working with others, holding the commitment together, oh, this one held the commitment through difficult times. Oh, and I can hold this person, this other person over here, who's going through a challenging time and help them hold the commitment. And then that strengthens it in me so that I have a better ability to hold the commitment, to see, to know, to feel to experience love no matter what. And we begin to become more effective, more capable. And together we get inspired to drop these judgments and to stop living in the past. It says here, and again, this is chapter 15, section 5, first paragraph. You're afraid of this. Because you believe that without the ego, all would be chaos. We're afraid of the holy instant because we've invested so much in the ego. And Jesus says, yet I assure you that without the ego, all would be love. Right? So this is what people who are truly practicing A Course in Miracles are beginning to really feel and to know. Oh my God. It's all love. I thought it was something else, but that was just the meaning I attributed to it because I was constantly reliving the past. But when I'm willing to let go of my attachments to the past, now I can see it's all love. Yes. Jesus goes on to say, The past is the ego's chief learning device, for it is in the past that you learned to define your own needs and acquire methods for meeting them on your own terms. See, 
This is so helpful to us in recognizing what the heck is going on. And this is why special relationships can be so helpful to us because in the special relationship, we're trying to get our needs met through that relationship instead of getting them met through God. When we're turning to spirit for all our needs, we begin to live in that place of I need do nothing. We begin to live in that place of all my needs are met in God. That's where my needs are met. And so I don't have to go and try and get my own needs met. Spirit will provide everything. Everything, everything, everything. It truly will. But since we don't believe it, we don't allow it. And that's the thing that we really focus on in Masterful Living is allowing it, allowing it. If you listen to my prayers, so I record many, many prayers, but I also record uh, a daily prayer. And anybody can listen to it, anyone can subscribe to it. Uh, You can get the podcast, you can get my daily shot of spiritual espresso, which includes the prayer. You can call the prayer, have it on your speed dial. You can read the transcript of the prayer. As we we do that, um, we started doing that. We had so many requests from people who had trouble hearing. They wanted to see the prayer written. Um, So we we transcribe them all now. So at, at the end of every prayer, I talk about accepting the answered prayer, allowing the answered prayer. That is part of my prayer. As part of my prayer that I allow it, that we allow the answered prayer to actually manifest and not get in the way because of what we think should be and shouldn't be and because we believe we're not supported by God. You know, when there's fear, there's no sense of real support in God, right? So that's why that's one of the main benefits for people when they drop the judgments, is they stop feeling afraid because now they're more receptive to inspiration, to spirit leading them and guiding them. If you're going to block the source of all your good, which is what the blocks to love do, when you think you have to figure everything out and you're on your own and you don't have a capacity to allow because you do not trust God, then you are going to live in a constant state of worry, fear, and probably depression. A Course in Miracles tells us that depression comes from believing you are deprived of something that you want, but no one can deprive you but you. If God is the source of everything good and true and worth having, and you feel you don't have what's good and true and worth having, it's because you're blocking the flow. This was such an eye-opener for me. It took me so long to get this. I'm the one that's blocking the flow with my judgments, with my opinions, with my criticism, with my condemnation, with it. All of it. Blocking the flow of love blocking the flow of abundance and prosperity, healing, harmony, everything that I really truly desire to experience and to have and to know and to feel, I was blocking by my judgments and opinions. It's just, this is what I find in Masterful Living, like at the beginning of the year. People always tell me uh, that... They they real they didn't think they were that judgmental. No, they didn't think so. Uh, lots of people. Are, I'm I'm one of the least judgmental people I know. That's how people feel at the beginning of the year. And I challenge them to write a letter to me, as though it's the end of the year. All right. So tell me, write me a letter and tell me all the wonderful things that transpired this year for you. All the breakthroughs, all the healing, all the. Amazing, amazing, wonderful changes and shifts in your life. 
please tell me. You write a letter. And then at the end of the year, they tell me, you know, I didn't think I was very judgmental. And I found out, oh my God, I'm constantly judging. I don't ever take a break from judging. I had no idea how judgmental I was. And then they really work on it, releasing all those judgments to the Holy Spirit. And over the course of the year, their relationships become holier and holier. They become more present in the the moment, experiencing the holy instant of being able to consciously choose love instead of revisiting and regurgitating the past. And when they come to reading their letter at the end of the year, many, many, many times, they tell me that, oh, they don't know how it happened, but they seem to have experienced or manifested a lot of it. You see, when we can really energize what it is we'd like and the deep desires of our heart without attachment, and we allow our mind to open to the Holy Spirit, and we give to the Holy Spirit for healing the thoughts, the judgments, the complaints, the criticisms, the worries, the doubts, and all of it for healing. And we begin to open to receive and to allow, allow. I often say, you don't have to figure out how. Your job is to allow, allow. Have a vision of what you'd like to experience. But you see, if that vision of what we'd like to experience is a fantasy that's compensating for our negative beliefs about ourselves, if our fantasy is about us being recognized and appreciated uh, for ego-based reasons, that's one of the ways you can tell it's a fantasy, is you're using it to escape your life, That's different than having a vision of sharing your gifts and talents in the world in ways that are profoundly fulfilling for you and for others. A fantasy of you being special is so different from really holding a vision of holy relationship, living in the holy instant. So there's no reason for... God to give us what we'd like in the deep desires of our heart, but if we need it in order to feel good about ourselves, it won't work. It won't work. It becomes a false idol. So many times what people are asking God for are things that are actually going to make their life more painful. And that's one of the things about special relationships. People cling to special relationships. When, when a relationship is deeply fulfilling and connected and harmonious, there's no need to cling to it. You just enjoy it. But when it's a special relationship, you're not living in that holy instant. You are revisiting the past, so you're going to experience that you're trying to get something, you're trying to manipulate, you're trying to control, uh, you don't feel secure, you feel off balance, your happiness depends on the people in the relationship and what they think of you and how they treat you. And so all of those things are time-based and temporary. They're not in the holy instant because the holy instant's eternal. So it says here, the past is the ego's chief learning device, for it is in the past that you learn to define your own needs and acquired methods for meeting them on your own terms. We have said that to limit love to part of the sonship is to bring guilt into your relationships and thus make them unreal. If you seek to separate out certain aspects of the totality and look to them to meet your imagined needs, you're attempting to use separation to save you. 
How then could guilt not enter? For separation is the source of guilt, and to appeal to it for salvation is to believe you are alone. To be alone is to be guilty. For to experience yourself as alone is to deny the oneness of the Father and His Son, and thus to attack reality. So, when we love some more than others, and it's different to love and to like, to feel connected to, to cherish, but just to love, to be able to be open-hearted towards everyone. Of course, this is intensely challenging. And just because we're not getting per- getting it perfect in this moment or this day, doesn't mean we'd stop going for it or we think we can't do it. You see, because if we think we can't do it, oh, I can't love everybody, oh, I can't really accept everybody. If you think that, you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. Just that awareness is so cool, isn't it? So one of the prayers I used to make is, Holy Spirit, Show me how to love this person. Right now, I'm not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. But I'm willing. I'm totally willing. So take the blocks to love out of my heart. And let me love like the Christ. Let me love like Jesus loves. Holy Spirit, let me love the way I'm designed to love. Fully and completely. So critical, though, to know we don't have to like everything and enjoy everything. These are crazy misperceptions. It's just not possible for us to really (laughs) um, I mean, we have preferences, right? But still, we can have our preferences without any judgment and have done a ton of shows on that. So, in this moment, We can practice the holy instant. And we can say, in the moment, when something bothers us, like with my brother and the cheese. (laughs) And I did go back to him and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I made you feel guilty about the cheese. He said, you can have a special cheese. (laughs) And I said, I know, I know. I said it was really, I, I thought it was the misuse of the cheese on the chili. I said, but that's crazy, you know, I don't, I'm so sorry. And he was, you know, it doesn't matter, you see, because we have agreed in our relationship that we can have a human experience. We don't have to take everything personally. And that's it, being able to demonstrate that in our families, in our friendships, I'm really interested in being super masterful at that, just not taking anything personally. Because it's not meant personally. When people are unconsciously reliving the past, like I did with the cheese, some idea of how the cheese is supposed to be enjoyed and appreciated, right? That's a, that's a preconceived idea. has nothing to do with being present in the moment now. In the moment now, we can do whatever we like with the cheese. That's what's cool about the moment now. We can just enjoy the moment now. Don't have to save everything for later or have everything be special. Living in the holy instant, we can stop all the need for everything to be special. Because when we need to be special, it is an absolute affirmation that we don't think we are wonderful. So we're settling for specialness instead. And children learn specialness at a very early age. And we can help them to dissolve and resolve those attachments to specialness by dissolving them in ourselves and modeling it. What a wonderful thing to teach children is I don't need to be special. I don't need to be appreciated. I don't need to be recognized. 
I can just live and give fully without needing anything in return. I don't need to take things personally because people are reliving their past. It's, I'm not even in the equation. They're reliving the past. I just happen to be here when they're doing it. Why would I take that personally? Once I know that's what's happening, taking things personally is a choice I don't have to make anymore. And when we can practice that over a course of years in our family, in our friendships, in our workplace, everything changes. I think I may have mentioned this earlier in the year. Someone in Masterful Living decided to make an experiment where they just greeted everyone in the office each morning. And over the course of months, it changed the culture in the office. Just saying, good morning to each person making a point of it. There you go. It's not rocket science. It's not so hard. Little things mean a lot. They mean we're willing to change our mind and to choose again. Yes. Well, i just like to say that I'm so grateful for the love of God shining in us. And I'm grateful for the healing retreat that's coming in March. I'm also, right before I'm going to offer a teacher training again, how to lead a workshop. And I will specifically teach you and certify you to uh, teach and lead my Forgive and Be Free workshop so we can have more people doing that in the world. Also, uh, I'm going to be at the British A Course in Miracles conference in May and the Boston A Course in Miracles conference also in May. Uh, Masterful Living registration is going to be closing on January 14th, so come join us. Give us a shot (laughs) for your best year ever. New Year's Reboot class, separate class, bonus class, January 1st. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude together, hand on our heart. We wholeheartedly partner up with the Holy Spirit. We're grateful to allow the healing to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mwah.